received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to Gamblue's Bout Business Podcast. This is the Singapore Swing Edition, as these fights will kick off 2 a.m. Pacific time Saturday morning. While my son and his friends will still be up, I'll be waking up for that action. Last week in Boston, huge card. This week we segue across the world, different hemisphere, different makeup of fighters and competition and a different set of handicapping criteria, to be honest, with a large cage and different form of refereeing, judging, athletes. Last week, three and three, we pick up 1.06 unit. Long as we can keep marching week to week like we are, I'll be tickled. We're never going to break the bank the way I bet in the UFC. But what we're going to try and do over the course of the long haul is derive profit from these fights. And that's exactly what we've been doing. So far in the UFC, favorites are running at 63.8%. Bout Business Podcast, 69 and 69, up 20.64 units, 15% ROI, average price of plus 130 per win. The $50 is up a grand by putting 15 to 18 minutes of the Bout Business podcast in his back hip once a week, we'd like to think that we are contributing to your well-being. The goal as we approach the end of August and September is not get sucked in by football like everyone else will, and we understand that that's what's gonna happen. Rather, the focus remains right here on the fights. Also, just a sneak Insight. Starting November 1, the Bout Business Podcast is going to offer an early week podcast, basically an opening line report. That'll happen in November. More information to come. Futures. Covington, that fight's going to happen in November, it looks like. We have him minus 110. In a couple weeks, we have Grasso plus 195 in her rematch against Shevchenko. We're already holding a little advantage in that one. And we also hold a future to Johnny Bones Jones, who fights in November at plus 117. Further, we hold a parlay leg, the second leg coming into this fight, which will be round three. And since we have six rounds of action today, let's move right in to round one. Round one, I'm going to make you get up early, and we're going to go to the 
preliminaries where we fished out a local that I think gives us some advantage. This is a bantam weight bout that features American Garrett Armfield shipping off to Singapore to fight Japanese fighter Toshiomi Kazama. I land on this fight. Armfeld just left Killcliffe in Florida for another gym, oftentimes a little bit of a tell. And it's based on perhaps his last fight against David Onama, a guy that can hardly spell wrestle and doesn't really wrestle. Onama took Armfeld down at will. And, and that was something that stuck out like a sore thumb because now he gets this Japanese fighter, Kazama, who's a heavy grappler. Now he's coming in off a loss and the loss is to Rinya Nakamura, who you'll hear about later in this fight card. And this Nakamura is absolutely a Japanese buzzsaw. In fact, Kazama looked competitive, spirited, and game in his loss to the aforementioned Nakamura. And for that reason, he's fighting at home relatively in front of his hemisphere, his fans, and the ship in Billy Goff really little to no takedown defense or grappling ability. Now, both these guys, Kazama and Armfeld, they arrive desperate. Kazama obviously off the loss. Armfeld has had a couple of losses before his last win, but I think he's very susceptible. In a fight where we're going to take the hemispheric fighter from that area, Mr. Kazama, I think his wrestling his pressure and the fact he's at home is going to give us advantage in a fight that opened Armfeld minus 185. Armfeld now minus 160. Take back on Kazama plus 140. Round one, we'll take Kazama plus 140, one unit to win 1.4 units. Let's move right into round two. In round two, it's the fifth fight of the evening, and we got middleweights. This is going to be an entertaining banger. That's why they brought these two guys into this card. Shipping in from the United States, Chidi Naukajuani, 22-9. and nine. He's big, he's huge, he's sculpted, he's physical, and he throws bombs. He's got 6.5 minutes of fight in him before he tuckers out and loses his will. On the other side of the cage, we got Michael Olesheswick. I'm going to call him Michael O out of respect. Michael O fought for many years at 205, and he was completely undersized, but he was like a chihuahua backed into a corner. He shows his teeth. He bears down. He's okay grappler, and I mean okay, I'm giving him every benefit of the doubt. Michael O wants to stand and bang and trade, and that's what he's going to get from Cheedy. Now, if Michael O was able to withstand some of the might of 205ers, I'm quite certain that what Cheedy's going to offer him, even though Cheedy is going to be three inches taller, is six years older, going to have a six inch reach advantage. Physically, Cheedy's going to hulk over Michael O, but Michael O has seen that been there and done that. 
if Michael O uses fight IQ and takes this fight, navigates it into the second round where everything will change and swing to his favor because his pressure and his gas will wear on Cheedy, then I think we're in a terrific position to cash. This was released earlier this week on the VSIN Digital Magazine, Michael Olaszewicz, plus 100. If you're shopping right now, you can get a minus 110 to minus 120. Round two, middleweights, Michael O at minus 115 to plus 100 for one unit. Now we move into round three. In round three, we're going to the ladies' flies for the, to me, I think the most exciting, interesting fight on the card. Aaron Blanchfield, 11 and one, rolling in front of a Brazilian buzzsaw in Talia Santos, 19 and two. We last saw Santos ragdolling and tossing Shevchenko around, even though it was about a year ago, she's taken some time off. I don't think Santos has been eating M&Ms and watching movies. I think she's been in the gym. This girl's big, long, strong, has ill intentions, and she's looking to rub Blanchfield all over the canvas. Blanchfield comes in at 11-1, and one, mentioned earlier. She wins this fight. She's next in line for a title shot. She's a polished young gal, even though she's only 23 years old. Uh, only had about four or five fights in the UFC. Each one stair-stepped and showed her improvement and her ability for well-roundedness. The key for Blanchfield here is that this is, of course, a step up in competition, quite a test for her. Santos, the Muay Thai background fighter, will want to probably keep this on the feet, use her leg attack to try and slow Blanchfield and, you know, butcher her with her hooks, elbows, knees, and kicks. The one thing about Santos, maybe not a precise striker, but she throws haymakers and Sunday shots. And a Sunday shot, as Angelo Dundee used to say, is you can see the punch coming from Sunday. That's how Santos throws. Blanchfield's going to have to make Santos work, and she's going to have to get her down on the canvas. Blanchfield's going to have to force Santos to expend energy because the later this fight goes, the over under two and a half, minus 250 to the over. I think that's a brilliant tell towards the Blanchfield side. If Santos is going to get our girl in trouble, it's going to be early. Blanchfield, the longer this fight goes on, the more this fight swings into her favor, and she'll be able to display her cardio and dominance, as I believe the Brazilian girl's efforts will wane. We took Blanchfield last week on the second part of a parlay with RoboCop, who went out there and just completely demolished Dennis Twillin. So round three, we're sitting on Aaron Blanchfield plus 114. I love the position. If we didn't have it, I'd be finding a way to play her. I know there's a lot of wise guys on Santos, but I'll say this, beware the popular dog. Now we move into round four. Round four, we're still on the main card, just getting closer to the main event. And we're going to go to the featherweights, Giga Chikadze, the Georgian, buddies with Davishvili and all the tidal wave of amazing Georgian fighters hitting the UFC, is going to come in 
and he's going to fight Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, who, oh, by the way, uh, normally trains in Florida, spent a good couple months up at the MMA lab here in Phoenix for this fight, which I think was really an amazing move because those guys, they, they got a stable of fighters with different talents, all below 155 pounds in that gym. Uh, so what we got here is a guy in Chikadze that just got the brakes beat off him in his last fight, like almost two years ago, by Calvin Cater. He's surely had enough time to come back from that. The battering he endured only showed his toughness. Now he's chalked up to minus 240, where Caceres' buyback is plus 200. I think the enthusiasts listening to the podcast know where I'm going to go with this one. That is the most ideal movement in profitability in UFC fights. When a fighter that opens plus 100 to minus 200 grows, and the dog, like in this case, Caceres goes from plus 150 to plus 200. We're getting great growth on Caceres. Fight two and a half rounds over minus 210. Uh, seems to indicate to me the kind of fight that I see. Highly competitive. Now, uh, the Georgian Chikadze, he's going to be extremely aggressive, and he's going to want to hunt Caceres down. But by all means, he wants to keep this on the feet. He cannot allow Caceres to wrap him up, push him against the fence in any way, shape, or form, get this fight to the floor. Caceres underestimated, in my mind, on his feet. He has matrix-like movement, deft defense, and provided he can navigate Chikadze into the second round, I think his skill, his speed, and his ability to be more well-rounded all come into play here. Chikadze's been off for a while, but I don't look for rust. I'm not looking for any excuses for him other than the fact that I think this is a fight that sets well for Caceres. Round number four, Alex Caceres, currently priced plus 200. This is a take your time kind of fight because the price on Caceres may continue to grow. And if it does, by being patient, we may be able to squeeze another dime or two out of the Caceres price, but make no mistake about it, in round four, Alex Caceres, plus 200 or better. Now we move into round five. In round five and round six, we're going to get cute. We're going to play some parlay games, and we're going to start in round five with the co-main event, Ryan Spann, Anthony Smith, and these two guys are a couple of legitimate light heavyweight fighters. This is a rematch of a fight just two years ago where Anthony Smith was the favorite, went out, submitted Ryan Spann in the first round. Now, two years later, they come back, and just because it's across the world, Spann's minus 125. Why is that? Oh, well, people are looking at how Smith's looked his last few fights, and I get that, but look who he's been in with. He knows where he is. I think he's a little miffed. They're giving him this fight again, and quite honestly, I'm a little surprised and he could be an underdog. I'm seeing plus 110, Anthony Smith. So we're going to take advantage of Mr. Smith. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to take a half a unit on Anthony Smith plus 110. Right now, straight up, that's a bet. The second half unit is going to be used in a parlay. And we're going to take that plus 110 with Mr. Anthony Smith, and we're going to take it into next week 
where Marion Fierro, the French buzzsaw, is going to be fighting Rose Namajunas. Rose Namajunas stepping up from 115 to 125 against a Hulk that should be fighting at 135. We'll break down the Fierro fight next week. But for round five, half a unit on Anthony Smith straight up. The other half a unit, Anthony Smith parlayed to Marion Fierro minus 195. And that half unit returns 1.08 units. Now let's move into round six. In round six, we're not done trying to take advantage of the locals fighting in the Eastern Hemisphere, and we're still in the main card. And we're gonna go right back to Rinya Nakamura, who we mentioned earlier as being the man that beat Kazama. Listen, my mouth was agape watching this Nakamura fight. And now they ship him in Fernie Garcia, a Mexican striker made for a buzzsaw grappling weed eater like Nakamura. Nakamura 900 in the fight, Nakamura inside the distance. Now, when you do that on the DraftKings menu, please go to winning method, scroll to to win by finish, and you can move right down and you'll see that Mr. Nakamura minus 300. We're gonna take Nakamura to win by finish, and we're gonna parlay him again next week's card in France. We're gonna take another Frenchman, Benoit Saint-Denis. He's currently priced minus 130. Round six, Nakamura inside the distance, minus 300, to Benoit Saint-Denis, minus 130. That's a plus 135. Doggone it, we're going to have to go to confession for making some of these parlays. But if they're going to give us this opportunity, we're going to try and pad our bankrolls by using the opportunity. Round six, Nakamura inside the distance, minus 300. Benoit Saint-Denis, minus 130 for plus 135 return. I love this card. I hope that all of you can get up to enjoy it, those of you on the stage. And those of you many listeners around the world that tune into us, not only thank you, but hopefully you get a UFC event that's tailored more towards your schedule. Enjoy the fights. Good luck. And we will speak with you next week. Locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. All the the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network